This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, I am so very glad you are feeling better, dear. You have to present your new and improved ideas soon, and the expectations are high. We expect the best from the best, as you know. I smiled, and she smiled. And we both were such a happy little family, the two of us. There is a space between reality and fantasy. Between light and dark. Between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called Lotus. Bon Appetit. I quickly walked towards the exotic flower shop. I could have gotten a bouquet somewhere, of course, but I knew it wouldn't do it for me. I started to develop a certain taste for flowers. Each color had its own unique flavor. Each different petal offered something else, something to discover and spoil myself with. How fresh and elaborate the flowers were made all the difference. Now that I knew what the real good stuff was, I could never go back to the crap I tried when I first started. Oh, no. My body shook in sweet anticipation. As I walked, I greedily looked around, searching each garden and flower bed, every little flower plot that I passed in the city. I never noticed just how wild and untended some of them looked, so unappetizing. Didn't anyone know how to properly tend to something like flowers? Didn't anyone have any standards anymore? I stared at a neat row of azaleas, but then saw a dog urinating under them. My stomach turned. I walked judging each flower pot, staring ahead like a hawk and searching for something I could really sink my teeth in. I walked, and my nails scratched at the skin on my hands and arms, the sweet anticipation of release scratching at me from the inside. There was this amazing rush, this itch to find something good for myself, but I had to be patient. I walked for a few more blocks, perspiration rolling in small beads off my forehead, me getting real warmed up with the brisk pace I was keeping. I didn't even notice the people passing by me. They were there, lots of them. But to me, they were invisible, not present. I was no longer interested in people. Flowers alone were all I saw and craved and thought about every moment of my life. No matter how much I pushed those thoughts aside, they persisted, overpowered me, jammed up my mind. I realized that I could no longer control my own thoughts, 
They controlled me instead. Every waking moment was now spent on planning how to get flowers, which ones to get, how to enjoy them unnoticed, how to dispose of all the stems without arousing suspicion from the neighbors, how to go on at work and pretend I care while I fantasize about flowers every minute of my life. I could not think of anything else, could not care for anything else. It was a strange feeling. I worked so hard all my life to get to where I was. How odd that I should stop caring so suddenly and completely. I walked on, excitement rising with each step, the mad rush in my body growing as I neared the flower shop I wanted. I could just picture those gorgeous flowers, hidden in humidity on neat, bright shelves. The ravishing orchids, the bright purple lotus, luscious roses, and so many more I haven't even tried yet. I almost screamed with excitement. Then I stopped, my body turning cold and rigid. I swallowed hard and had to control my breathing because it was very hard now. To the left of me, I saw a house with a nice little garden, neatly organized, the flower pots arranged in a nice little row with a large planter at the front. I walked up to the house slowly. Oh, this, this is what I wanted. I swallowed again, smiling to myself like a mad person. As I slowly approached the garden, I saw an older man hidden behind a bush, reading a paper, his face serene and dreamy. He was about sixty, and had an important, self-assured look to him. He glanced up as I approached, studying me with curiosity. I realized that I must have had a wild look on my face, so I checked myself and approached him carefully. Hello, he said simply and cleared his throat. Then he picked up a cup and took a sip of what looked like coffee. Can I help you with something? Oh, yes, I, um, I... I clearly did not know what I was about to say. I was so lost in his beautiful garden, I could not think straight. You are lost? He tried to finish for me. He was wearing a button-up shirt and a sports jacket, clearly very expensive. The whole place looked expensive. I looked around again, my eyes greedily darting from plant to plant. What a beautiful garden you have here. He smiled. Oh, thank you. My wife is quite a, um, a horticulturist. Can I help you with something? I shook my head. No, I just wanted to see your garden. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. I smiled at him, my best smile ever. I really wanted to eat all his flowers. That's what I really wanted. I knew the kind of smile I gave him. The man got up. He was tall and thin, his hair still thick and white. I could see his skin was taking on that aging appearance that people who are past their better years get. He came closer to me and smiled. Which is your favorite plant? I could smell the sourness on his breath and a peculiar scent of his body. Yet I didn't pull away. As I stared at the flowers all around the place, anticipation shot through me. My heart beat faster. I started to breathe heavily again in my excitement. The man seemed to notice my reaction to this, and he smiled wide, amused. Well, he asked. I looked around, then motioned to a gorgeous hydrangea, its bright pink bloom like a giant ball of petals. The man saw me look at it, so he ripped off a flower and gave it to me. A pretty flower for a, um, a pretty girl, 
he smiled. But I saw something in his eyes. He wasn't just smiling at me. There was more. I knew that was my cue to leave, but I had to have that flower. I could already feel it in my mouth, could imagine what it would taste like. I extended my arm and took it from him. He put his other hand over mine at that moment and looked me in the face. You enjoy pretty things, don't you? That look in his face intensified. I knew what he was after. My whole body felt it, yet I could not leave. I kept encouraging him. I nodded, smiling despite myself. All I wanted were these flowers. I wanted to have them no matter what. He finally let go of my hand and looked at me, stepping a bit closer. The peculiar smell of his person intensified. Plenty where that came from. I'm sure I can get you a few other pretty things, he said. Do you live around here? I shook my head, putting the bloom up to my face to smell, carefully biting a few flowers off, chewing on them. Oh, how good they felt. My face was in ecstasy, and the man noticed. He took this for a flirtation, like something of a moment we were sharing together. His eyes shone bright now, staring at me with intensity and desire, almost a disbelief. Well, I can get you anything you want. Do you like expensive, shiny things? He giggled quietly. Maybe you should come see me one of these days. My wife is usually out late in the afternoon. I can show you the rest of her garden. Maybe you can tell me all about yourself. I stood in front of him, disgusted with how forward he was, unashamed but still unable to move. I knew I needed to leave, get out of there as soon as I could, yet the prospect of seeing the garden. Was there more? I wondered what types of flowers he would have there. The rush intensified. I felt I would explode. The man gently touched my arm, and I jumped back, startled. Oh, no, no, there is no need to be frightened. I'm just being friendly. You don't have to be friendly if you don't want to. He looked around carefully. It's just you seem to really like it here. I like pretty girls like you. He eyed me greedily, and by your reaction, I can tell you like me. He moved closer to me, smiling. You know, if you want to see her garden, you can come by again tomorrow late in the afternoon. I'll be here. I was sick to my stomach, yet to my surprise I considered it. He must have noticed me struggling, so he ripped another branch, then a few more, extending these gorgeous hydrangea blooms towards me. Here, now you have a bouquet. I can see you really like those. I greedily took the flowers from him, excitement buzzing all over my body. The flowers formed a giant ball in my hand. He took my free hand into his, his palms warm and dry, he smiled and got close to my ear. Then, with a quiet voice, he said, I am John. I hope I get to see you again. I nodded, staring at the large blooms in my hand, sick and excited at the same time. I was actually leading him on. I was appalled at how I acted. Yet the thought of that garden. The man sat back at the table and casually picked up his paper. He nodded at me and went back to his reading, as if I already left. I stumbled out and onto the street, my head in a daze. That old man was sick. He infuriated me. I was ready to go back and throw those flowers in his face. Then I looked at the hydrangeas. The desire to eat them was so overpowering, I knew I would never throw them away. I knew I wanted the plants. Needed them. I had to have them now. Now. Now.
The frustration disappeared immediately because now my mind was occupied with how to eat them unnoticed. My first instinct was not to care at all. Stuff the first bloom in my mouth like a savage, scream and moan with all the people watching me. To hell with them all. But I knew that of course I couldn't do that. I had to find a private spot where I could quickly eat those before I went into the flower shop. Besides, going in there after eating these would be a thrill, would be a pleasure in itself. The enjoyment would still be warming my body, circulating within me. I looked around wildly and noticed a bridge, so I headed over there. As I went off the sidewalk and further down to the base of the bridge, I noticed a whole new world emerge. Random junk and rubbish lay around as if a truckload of garbage was dumped there on purpose. There were sleeping bags, broken pieces of furniture and dirty dishes right in the dust. Among graffiti and garbage, I saw several old dirty mattresses piled on top of each other. There were two people on the mattresses, propped up against a dirty wall. One of them was a woman, all filthy and ragged. The man was preparing something, arranging tools together on the surface of a dirty mattress. I approached closer and he noticed me, eyeing me suspiciously. I crouched by the wall, the flowers in my hand. I could stand it no longer. I had to have some. With my hands shaking, I put several flowers in my mouth. Oh, they felt so good. I was suddenly transformed, elated. I put my head back, feeling it propped up against that cold wall just like the woman's, moans coming out of my mouth, my breathing fast and erratic. Get the hell out of here, you hear me? The man yelled in my direction, irritated. What, you lost? I looked him in the face, my eyes resting peacefully in one place in my enjoyment, my tongue out and a flower petal smeared on my face. Don't be crass. I belong here, sir, I said loudly, and went back to savagely shoving flowers in my mouth, every bite a powerful hit that knocked me down into another world, the world I craved and wanted all the time, the world from which I never wanted to come back again. My body slumped into the dirt against the wall. <laughs> I heard the woman laugh. Look at that bitch fall over. <laughs> Her voice was vanishing into a distance, getting further and further away from me, and I no longer cared. The man said something back, but it was all indistinguishable. A string of sounds instead of words. I was already gone and far away. I woke up suddenly as if coming back to life from a nightmare or a coma. The man and the woman were gone, but in their place there was another man, pissing right under the mattress pile. He stood, holding himself up against the filthy mattresses, swaying back and forth. I got up and dusted myself off. I gathered my things, angry for how careless I had been again, how irrational I have been. This was so unlike me. I picked up my purse and looked through it. To my disappointment, my wallet was missing. Of course. I left my bag in plain view, and the couple must have seen it and gone through it. At least that was all they took. I slowly made my way up from under the bridge, emerging into a completely different place now, a place that was sunny and had happy people carelessly strolling around. I stood still, thinking of what to do next. I did not have any money, so I really could not buy any flowers. I would have to go to the bank and get a new debit card, and that would take time. The place would be closed. I kicked at the ground in disappointment and anger. I was so stupid. I wanted to head to the bank right away, but
but then I saw the glass windows of the shop in the distance and knew I had to go in, even if only to take a look. After all, the man did give me an orchid before. Perhaps he would do it again. As I walked over to the entrance, I decided that this would be my last time. I had to get myself together and stop this crazy obsession. Tomorrow. I was resolved to stop it tomorrow, even if it took all the strength in the world to do it. I didn't actually want to do it, no matter how good it felt. I really didn't. It's just that I had no choice, could not control myself, and could not stop. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As I entered the store, the scent of hundreds of plants hit me all at once, and I felt my body melt, relaxing slowly. Suddenly, the missing wallet was no longer such a problem. I walked around as if in a daze, excitement building up, the earlier hit of hydrangea still giving me pleasure, the sight and smell of flowers amplifying it further, caressing me. I went up to an orchid and touched a petal, pleasure shooting through my body in a pleasant jolt, then lingering there like an embrace. You are back. Glad to see you again so soon. I turned and the same gaunt man was grinning at me, his yellow teeth protruding out of his thin lips. I remember you from yesterday. How is the Egyptian lotus? You taking good care of it? I smiled. Oh, yes, yes, the lotus was fantastic. What a thrill it was to think back to that meal, me devouring the delicate flower petal by petal. At that moment, I would do anything to do it all again. What can I help you with today? Another lotus? I asked. Do you have other types? He nodded. Is this for an outside pond? Um, sure. What colors do you have? I think I want to try white, if you have that. Also, maybe another exotic plant? Not an orchid, but something similar, maybe? Of course. Follow me, he smiled and let me into the little humid room again. I went off to the pond where a few lotuses floated. The man said something to me, but in all my excitement and the pleasure I still felt from the hydrangea, I could not hear him. My heart jumped and beads of sweat formed all over my body. I looked at the man and realized he was saying something to me, so I focused hard in order to hear him. Do you mind, he was saying. I have to close up, but you are welcome to browse. I'll be a minute. He was gone. As soon as I saw his back disappear, I threw myself at the pond, fishing a lotus out and greedily putting a few petals in my mouth. 
My eyes rolled and my heart beat faster and faster. It was beating so fast I really thought I would lose it. My body was now getting drenched in sweat. I put a few more petals in my mouth and heard a noise behind me. It was the man, and he had probably seen what I had been doing. I slowly turned and saw him standing there. To my surprise, he did not look confused or upset, only amused, almost excited. I tried to get on my feet, but found it difficult to find my balance. Oh no, no, stay there, stay. He came closer, speaking in a soothing voice. I have never seen this before. No, not like that. No, it's not what it looks like, really. I, um, I can explain, you see. Oh, it is quite all right. This is really something, really something. His face was beaming now, and he was also shaking. He picked up a lock of my hair and carefully brushed it off my wet face, then tucked it behind my ear like a father taking care of his child. I have no money to pay for this. I was robbed, I swear. Can I come by later with the money? Please? At this, he smiled a big smile and nodded quickly, his sharp nose bobbing up and down. Well, perhaps we can work something out after all. It's the flowers you eat, eh? You want some flowers, then? My eyes went wide and my heart was beating so fast I thought I was going to die. I knew I should have left, but the promise of letting me eat the wonderful flowers, well, I could never have said no to that. Instead, I said, Will you? Will you let me eat a few? Of course. The man was practically jumping. Oh, this is perfect. Ah, huh? yes, come with me. You take what you need, no need to worry about which. Any plant you want. I grabbed another lotus and some other delicious-looking plant I've never had before and followed him to the door. He was leading me somewhere, and I was following him obediently. No need to worry. No need at all, the man kept repeating. This will be quite something. We walked into what looked like an office, except it had no windows and was messy and stuffy. He sat at a table, which was dirty and full of papers and things. He moved some of them around, clearing the space, and I placed the plants in front of me. He sat in the office chair, and I planted myself in a seat opposite him. He was staring at me with excitement. I stared back, not moving. My stomach was starting to hurt. The pain that was foreign to me suddenly picked up. But I was too excited to worry about that now. I was about to have the best meal of my life. Aren't you going to have a bite? The man asked carefully. He smiled, his eyes sparkling. Come on, no need to be afraid. I lifted one petal up to my mouth and chewed it carefully, enjoying every moment, my eyes rolling back, a moan escaping. The man let out an excited giggle and clapped his hands as he kept encouraging me. Yes, eat, eat. There is a lot more out there. I will get you everything you need, yes. <laughs> I kept eating as he encouraged me further. Put it in your mouth. Yes. Slowly. Yes. Just like that. Then he moaned too. A hushed, barely audible sound. He kept giggling, his breathing heavy. Finally, I opened my eyes and saw the man staring at me wildly, one of his hands in his pants, stroking himself. He was still encouraging me to eat the next plant as his face got redder, and he was really excited, pleasuring himself. 
put it in your mouth. Now, chew. Yes. Oh. I felt nauseous. My stomach turned violently, yet I could not say no to the plants I had in front of me. I ate them slowly, while the man kept stroking himself, perspiration forming on his face, his smile a wild grimace. Eat. Put it in your mouth. He was quietly forming with his lips. One more. Yes. In your mouth. Oh. His moaning was barely audible. Muffled. I was covered in sweat. My stomach turned again and bothered me more and more. I realized that I would be sick. Physically sick. I got up, wiped the sweat off my forehead. The man let out a quiet sigh, making some ugly hushed sound, and I knew he was finished. Oh. He moaned, his face red. Oh, you just go and get yourself another lotus on the way out. Anything you want. Oh. He took out a neatly folded handkerchief and was dabbing his forehead carefully. I left as fast as I could, grabbing several plants in a hurry, as if running away. I got out of the store, letting myself out through the locked front door, not bothering to lock it behind me. I had to get out into the fresh air. I would have to walk home, since I had no money for a cab or bus. I shivered from all the sweat that now covered my body, making me cold. My skin was itching and throbbing, and so was my stomach. Finally, I leaned over and threw up torrents of blue and red and yellow, all the pretty colors that I had eaten just a bit ago. Something was wrong. This was not the pain I felt when I first started to eat flowers. But what could it be? I hadn't eaten anything else, just the flowers. The flowers. They couldn't make me sick. Could they? I went to the bench and got my phone out, looking up lotus plant and orchids and some other plants. None of those arose any suspicion. Then I remembered the hydrangea that the old man gave me earlier in his garden. As I entered the name of the flower into the search, my heart jumped, because the fact that it was poisonous was obvious right away. Shit. On the next episode of Lotus... What the fuck do you want from me? I shot back angrily. Can't you see you are not welcome here? You keep coming around as if you are wanted, but really I'm just nice to you. I'm not going to sleep with you, all right? I know that's all you want. Do me a favor and leave me alone. Can't you get a clue already? I have never seen someone fall apart in front of me like Daniel did at that moment. Lotus, a crawlspace media production of a pyrational story. Narrated by Gabra Zachman. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.